So I was thinking about this today. All right, this is all going in. And I think an interesting bit of flavor to add to our podcast would be what our headcanon is for what each of the PCs look like. And in my mind, I'll start with Jedediah. I think Jedediah looks like Sam, a.k.a. Dule Hill's character in Holes. <laughs> um, I think uh, that's good. That's Trico good. looks like Marty McFly in Back to the Future 3. But like and Western, I, right? It was a Western. Oh, yeah, that is right. You're not I, had, Back I, had, to the future I had two and three mixed up for some reason. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Where he's wearing <laughs> the poncho. And then uh, Frederick looks like Angel Eyes from uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I know I had time to think about it, so if we want to edit in time for you to think about it, or if you want to go off the cuff of what you think uh, the PCs look like, uh, feel free. I'm fine with that. I just feel like I sound like an idiot on recording, mixing up the, uh, the movies. <laughs> that is a I mean, <laughs> But I think it fits my character. I, I don't feel as confident about that one as yours, but I do feel very confident in Jedediah. He's, Dule Hill would play him in the movie version of A Fistful of Pokeballs. You know, I'd be happy with Dule Hill. If we could get him, that'd be great. I just, I, I think that's the perfect cat. Like, in my mind, that is what, who I'm talking to when I'm talking to Jedediah. I mean, pretty much <laughs> with Marty McFly, just if I was in, like, all black. Yeah, yeah, black out the outfit. Like, kind of, like, cross Marty McFly with, like, John Marston. I think that's what I look like. Yeah, put a little bit more age on Marty McFly, and then I think we're there. Okay, that's that's good for your uh, self-assessment. What do you think the rest of us look like, John? Frederick kind of looks almost like if the Hells Angels, like, almost kind of made it out west. Like, if there was a motorcycle gang in this universe... Except he's not like the big burly guy that you think of in a motorcycle gang. He's just kind of like skinny and lanky. Kind of like almost like how I would be built. Because in one of the episodes, we're kind of similar in stature in my mind. But he looks mm-hmm. definitely like he's in like, obviously not a gang. He was in a civil war. But that's kind of what I was picturing. Jedediah, I have trouble picturing, to be honest with you. That's fair. He's a uh, tough one to crack. I don't know why. I just picture him as you. <laughs> That's you hear weird. that, audience? Very also good description. Fair. Just picture you. Picture <laughs> you. He's the self-insert. Self-insert yourself. <laughs> yes, listener. Jedediah looks exactly like you. No, not you. No, you. no. God, no, not you. Yeah, oh, God. I don't know Every what... one of you could be Jedediah. Except for you, Keith. Keith, I just hope that one day we have a listener named Keith. You're on thin ice. Honestly, I think Jedediah, if anything, now might look like Leo. I don't know why, I just, I'm going with that. For frame of reference, uh, we all know, uh, I have a friend named Leo who is the lankiest man alive. (laughs) I was just thinking more like in the face, not really build. Oh, like a young, like he has a very boyish face. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, I agree that Jedediah would have a boyish face. I think that's fair. Uh, Jack? Oh, God. Okay, so I've been, this whole time, I've been Googling characters that I think of. Uh, so, brace yourself, because this is about to be pretty bad. But here are some terrible takes. Okay, so for Frederick, Joe slash K from, uh, from Blade Runner 2049... I don't uh, I have no um, idea for that. I'm glad I have oh. my mic muted. Oh. 
Oh boy. Alright, uh, for Trigo, Dog the Bounty Hunter, but with good hair. Oh, snap! <laughs> dog the Bounty Hunter, but with like a short buzz cut instead of whatever nonsense that is. I think that'd be really good with the idea of that. And this one's probably going to be the most controversial, but Jedi Moonstone, for some reason, Connie Springer from Attack on Titan. I know that makes no sense, but... That's just how it. That's how my thought process went. <laughs> it's a real broad smorgasbord of people that I picked from too. So, yeah, that is a, that is quite the swat. Where's the picture? Oh God! Honestly, I the feel all of those are accurate. accurate. Oh my God! You might have got the closest, Jack. <laughs> I felt like Dog the Bounty Hunter was an offense, not offensive, but it would have been like if I said Ryan Gosling, Jolk. Uh, Courtney, and then Dog the Bounty Hunter, that would have been hurtful. So I was like, no, fix the hair, make him look better. But I feel like that would be that would be Trigo. That energy, I guess. Honestly, definitely the energy, especially after what I've given you, like, one-on-one about my backstory. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You're ridiculous. Which will be a surprise for later. Alright. Let's do this thing. Hey, wait, you didn't ask me. Hey everyone, what's up? My name is Lucas, and I play Jedediah Moonstone, a young man who grew up as a farmhand until the bank came and took his family's farm away, pushed him down a path toward poverty, crime, and being a bandit. Hey, I'm JFK. I play Trigo Fatteria, rich farmhand who, after reading Don Quixote, takes role-playing a little too seriously and wants to be a bandito. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Frederick... Phantom Mayor, veteran of the Owen Civil War and all-around badass bandito. And I'm Jack, and I am the DM. So, last we left our three, you guys had just come back from a hunting trip and saved Penelope Strong's uh, Marie Farm by getting rid of her Mighty Anna problem. Uh, And you also learned that you guys are currently being pursued by the police. You met a very strange, very short man who is after a rare creature, not really, but a titled Dodrio named Dofara, and you are trying your best to basically locate this character while also heading to a cottage that is owned by Trigo. Now, we've been on this for about, or you guys have been marching here for about, I think, two episodes now? Maybe, yeah, two. So I am just going to let you guys say that we are going to open up with you guys arriving at this cottage. As you guys approach, you appear upon this cottage. Now, since this is uh, Trigo's home, uh, I would assume Trigo would like to uh, give some details on what this place is looking like. So as we pull up the cottage, it's very evident that it is much bigger than a lot of the surrounding ranch houses and whatnot. To me, it is a cottage, that's why I call it as much. And walking around the the ranch and whatnot, you see you see gloom and other 
grass-type Pokemon, you know, <laughs> tending to the fields. You see some water types, you know, watering crops, watering plants. You see some, you know, Machamps going around doing some work. Tauruses, you know, grazing the field. Kind of like, not a big farm, but like just enough to where it's big enough to keep all the Pokemon, like, sustained and happy while they, you know, tend to the house. And, and if you could describe the house itself, like, uh, what would you say exists around it? If anyone's ever played Red Dead Redemption 2, kind of think of Braithwaite Manor. You walk up, there's oak trees lining the, I guess you can call it a driveway on the way up to the house. You get there, it's like southern style plantation. You know, it it's very grandiose. And I'm just like, yeah, here we are. I, I pull Yedidiah aside as like Trigo walks to the door. And I'm like, what? What the fuck, man? What is this? This is like my family's cottage. We I'm talking here. to Jedediah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Edit that one out. Remember your uh, name. One second. Uh, Trigo, roll perception. Ten. Frederick, roll, um, I guess this wouldn't be sleight of hand. Stealth? Stealth. Stealth. Yeah, roll stealth. Okay, that's against my tax. Okay. Oh, that is a natty one, baby. Trigo hears every single word you're saying now. However... Uh, please, go right ahead. Uh, well, I think I pull um, Jedediah aside and I go, what, what the fuck is this, man? I'm, who is this guy? I've never house this... I mean, hey, I mean, I know we've been traveling with this guy for a while. I mean, you don't like big institution bank type people like one percenters and this guy is uh i mean yeah like holy shit wait do you you guys have never heard of the fatteria farm out in moss deep i get uh i'll probably roll history i guess see if i do know the fatterias that is an eight so i definitely don't i rolled two for the record yeah none of you know anything i'm Um, changing dice (laughs) As you two are chitter-chattering, you start to see that if you look a little bit closer, you see that there are butlers kind of moving about the window as they go back and forth. However, they don't seem to have noticed you yet, so you may continue having your conversation, or you may go up and knock on the door, or whatever. I think I whispered to Jedediah, because I know what Jedediah is about, and I think in a rare, in a rare Venn diagram of things we're aligned on, I think... I'm me wanting the money and Jedediah wanting the distribution of wealth. There's like a big opportunity here for us to kind of like collaborate and bring down a very wealthy man. So I think I kind of elbow, like I, I keep kind of doing my aside with Jedediah. And I'm like, do we want to like, I mean, I know, I know we haven't exactly been on the same page here, but there's a lot of money that can help a lot of people. Yeah. You uh you got that right. How do we uh how do we want to make this happen? I think I just look at my gun and I'm like I could just ice him. I mean that would work, but like I don't want to I have no moral quandaries with icing this guy. But we want to ride this out and see what we can get out of it. I like um, to think I hear that. Like yes, the, yes. I the, was about to say. So can I get another roll for this? So I'm going to assume oh, that yeah, you yeah. hear that. I'm going to assume that your first roll was you hearing like, "Oh my God, they're so wealthy! Don't you hate wealthy people?" 
Now, oh, that's another work... natty one. Oh, I... poopy Garbo double dice. <laughs> so I rolled oh, another really? 10 anyway. So. <laughs> yes, you are completely aware that they are talking about this. I like to think that the Pokemon or like the anime exclamation point goes above my head. And right as that happens, you see the door open and it's an Alakazam in like a full tux. It just oh, opened shit. the door using like its psychic powers. And when that happens, I turn around and I look directly at Frederick. I'm like, look, I get it. I am astronomically wealthy. However, I know you want to get out of this region. However, I know you have no way of doing that. I am your ticket out of here. So help me play Bandito and I'll help you get off this island. As the Alakazam opens the door and Trio basically makes this deal, uh, you notice that a very well-dressed butler steps through the door, a very lanky, tall man with a very finely trimmed mustache with slick black hair on the way back. And as he walks out, he says, <clears throat> Good evening, Master Trigo. I see you are back. We are back. This is Jedediah Moonstone, and this is Frederick Mayer. Mm, Frederick, Jedediah, a pleasure to meet you. The name's Nark. Nark oh. Smegly. <laughs> Nark. I throw my arm around Nark. You and me, buddy, we're gonna get along. <laughs> you, you, you and me, we're gonna get along, Nark Smigley. Of course, of course. Uh, any friend of the Trio Fattoria family is a friend of mine. Uh, Master Trio, while I have you here, your father has produced a telegram. May I read it to you? Sure, go right ahead. <clears throat> it reads, Greetings, son. Stop. Hope you and your friends are having fun on the mainland. Stop. Knowing you, your pockets are probably a little light by now. Stop. Unfortunately, your wanted poster has made me freeze your account to save face for business. Stop. Luckily for you, I have instructed the butler to grant you a small loan if you are willing to join the family business. Stop. Please meet Jeeves in our manor by Mount Chimney if you are interested. Stop. Daddy's going to take care of you. Stop. If you can make it, see me in Mawile City. Stop. Come alone. Trigo, roll me a D100. 78. Okay, you have 78,000 on your person right now. However, you are locked to that, and you are going to keep track of that number. Now, you look back at Nark, and Nark has said, Hmm. Uh, Master Fattoria has given me a small loan in order to give to you upon completion. I have sent it to Jeeves. You will be able to get it to you as soon as you make it to Mount Chimney. I apologize that this is not the best news. However, as you know, your father is the end-all be-all of the Fattoria Farms. I just look at him and I kind of just start pacing and kind of like right next to like the entranceway, there's a little room, almost like a study. And the reason I kind of start walking over that direction is to kind of pull Jedediah's attention to it. And you see pictures of like newspaper or like newspaper clippings, pictures of like different things involved, like philanthropy that my family has done to help people out. Just I kind of subtly like want to throw that out to him. So I'm kind of just walking there pacing and I just kind of nodding my head like, all right, let's do this. Okay. I think okay. I uh, am not necessarily pulled by that because my first thing I want to do is walk up to Nark and ask, uh, "Hey, hey, hey, buddy, how, uh, how are you? How do you like working here?" <laughs> I have served the Fattoria 
for many years. My family actually has served them for many years as well. Uh, the Fatterias and the Smeglies have lived very closely together. Yeah, but uh, you like working for them? I like to think that we work together. And Nark kind of like winks at you, but it's a very like confident wink for no real apparent substance. I'm going to lower my voice even lower and be like, I just met this guy. I, I'm not linked up. What, tell me what you think. Are, are you talking to Nark or are you talking to Frederick? I'm talking to Nark. <laughs> oh. oh, Master Trigo? I mean, hmm. Master Trigo's a little uh, creative, as his father calls him, uh, but he means well. You're still not giving me a straight answer, man. Do you like these people? What what are they to you? They are my business partners and my boss. Okay. I'm just going to turn away and walk back towards Frederick. Can't get you like, on this guy. No, right? Uh, like, Frederick has been, like, leafing through. Presumably there's books in the hallway. Like, I'm imagining we've moved into the study at this point. I'm kind of looking through, looking at the photos and looking at all these other things. And I'm trying to get like a ballpark on how wealthy this family actually is. And I roll intelligence to see if I can get a figure on how wealthy they actually are. I guess that would still be history. But yeah, I guess that goes with intelligence. I'll, I'll too. take disadvantage yeah. on that because I said I didn't know anything about their family. Sure. Ten and a six. Ugh. Okay, so I'm going to say, though, with a six that you just know that they are, like, incredibly wealthy, but that's all you can really tell. And I think you mostly get that six by just looking at the mansion slash cottage. Right, right. At this point, Frederick is going to burn to Jedediah. If you're confident enough to do the um, to do the voices, I'll do my voice. I'll see if we can't hey, bust out. Guys, we uh, might want to back off a little. Ryan doxed Jack again. Ah, crap. Sorry. It's so unnatural for me to call him Jack. If you're hearing a weird time skip, it's because I just read Jack's social security number on air. (laughs) (laughs) Happens at least once a recording. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so catchy. It's, and then just bleep out this next part, uh, JFK. It's. Yep, that's the whole security number. Damn, who would want to be me? You read mine. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and that's the whole. That's yours. And I can do Trigos too. Here, it's. <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm missing the number there. Yeah, I know. Yours is one <laughs> short, which is weird. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to. So, Narc Snegly is going to be looking at you like, is there anything else that I can help you with? I just look at him now and be like, do you have any food prepared for us? Mm, no, sir, but I will have the chefs immediately start on your main course. Thank he you. claps his hands together and you see them kind of like disappear into the next room. Um, are still in the room with us? I got a question. He has disappeared. He has clapped his hands and kind of like bowed himself out. Shoot. A real professional. Narc Snaggly does not slouch. And with him goes the Alakazam. Oh, man. All right. I was kind of hoping to get a gander at that Alakazam, but... Hey, Fred, you uh, thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, uh, like I was saying before, uh, if Jack's confident enough to do the voice, I'm going to put a little southern stank on Frederick from now on, and we'll get feedback. We'll see how we feel about it. But it's going to be... I'm going to warn the audience right now. 
the impression I'm working on is less of an impression of a New Orleans man and more of an impression of Daniel Craig trying to do an impression of a normal man because I've been watching a lot of Knives Out and the trailer for Knives Out. And I really want to see that movie. Great movie. So it's it's a copy of a copy of an Englishman doing a New Orleans accent. What was your question, uh, Jedi? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, hey, Frederick, you uh, you thinking what I'm thinking now? Well, what are you thinking? I'm going to shut the door to the study right now. Frederick draws his gun. And he kind of looks, he's like, in true Frederick what, fashion. Is this, is this what you were thinking? Jedi will also draw his gun in agreement. He kind of, in the, for the first time, it's like that moment in Predator where uh, Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger high five because for the first <laughs> time, Frederick and Jedediah are on the same page and they're like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> I just want you to know Matt Arnold and Freddie Wong just suddenly like had a disturbance. Okay. They don't know what it is, but they know something's wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have our guns drawn on you, Trico. I don't know if I can do this both at the same time, but I'm going to pull out my gun with one hand, release Abra with the other hand, and Abra pops out of a Pokeball. I will say that you are able to do both. That is fine by me. And kind of when she pops out of a Pokeball, Abra and I just kind of look at each other, and we just know. We've seen this situation before. She knows what to do. I think Pikachu, or sorry, I'm thinking Pikachu. I'm comparing Cyndaquil to Pikachu in the sense that I don't ever really put Cyndaquil away. Like, unless I really need to move quickly, Cyndaquil is always kind of out. All right, well, I guess not much for the DM to go. I mean, I could roll initiative, but I figured you guys want to talk some well, first. Well, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Jedediah at this point. Like, I'm going to give, I'm going to, I think Frederick kind of side-eyes Jedediah and is like, are we going to, like, do I are we gonna go like is this the go signal all right now trigo we've been traveling with you for for a little while we we've been on decent terms like decent folk can be but uh are you a decent folk i'd like to think i am i did help you get those marie back didn't i sure you did but uh i don't know why i didn't think much of it at the time but you uh got a lot of gold on you i always have a lot of gold on me you never know when someone might need help if you remember i offered some of that lady to help pay us to satisfy frederick over there that's true i feel like there's a little difference between helping somebody and in a place like this you're right there is you know my family is wealthy i can't change that i can't control that but i can control how i act and Think- Oh God, Ryan! As an em- uh, as, as an emphasis of you of my family's wealthy, and I can't change that. Frederick kind of gets Cyndaquil to like blare up and goes, "Well, I can." Inspiration. <laughs> take it, take it, and run. Why All can't right. you change nothing? My family controls the wealth. I just live. I off thought of you it. were giving away your money. I do. I get like an allowance. I'll tell okay. you what. Uh, sorry, I, I, I am going to have you guys roll uh, initiative. Now, you can spend, uh, just because, uh, how I'm going to do this, you can spend what, your... What if I roll an act 20 and blow you, Trico's head off? Don't. No, 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 here's the thing. This is to determine the order of events. Now, if you roll, you can use your action to either speak, and you will get a chance, and then as uh, if you speak directly to someone, they can 
refresh or replace or not replace. Sorry. If you speak to someone, you can have that person reply back, but then it has to go to the next one because there are multiple people in this manner right now, and you are actively threatening the person that actually is the owner or heir to the manor. Uh, so how it's going to work is I think either you guys are going to roll initiative or actually a better idea would be I am going to roll for the butlers after, say, a couple of minutes to see if they hear this or if they pop in and check on you. And I will do that with advantage or disadvantage, depending on either if you are loud or quiet. So I'm going to roll now, and I'm going to say that that does not clear the DC check. So you may continue talking, but I am just letting you know that there are multiple people out there. I've already rolled once for them. There will be another. All right, I think that's a cool mechanic. Thanks, Jack. Yes, thank you. If I, if I can paint the the scene for, I think the study is one of those like leather bound chair dealios with like a desk and kind of enough seating to seat like a small maybe five six people and then the desk in the in the front. Is that like fair, Trigo? Yeah, that's to say fair. That that's, that's okay. I would assume that in his wanderings, because having been in the bandito business, Frederick has wandered to the behind the desk position. Is that fair, everybody? I just yeah. I don't want to like make assumptions about position in the room because I would know that like if there's indicators of the wealth, it would be by the desk because that's where business is typically done. That's and fair. if that's what I was searching for, that would be there. So I, I think at this point, realizing tensions are rising, Frederick sits at the desk. He keeps his gun on Trigo, but he sits down at the desk and he goes, calling back to the allowance thing. He goes, "Well, how about you give?" old jed over there and i an allowance and we allow you to continue breathing do you really want to play this game right now in my house this isn't a game son i know it's not a game you also gotta remember what family you're <laughs> frederick and frederick fire is gone if you do i'm going to assume that immediately starts combat i kind of want to see what jedediah does here you go you know i am the uh one out of the two of us here, but I still think you need to answer for your family and for how much money they got. You don't get this kind of money by being a philanthropist. You're right. We don't get that money by being that, but that's what we decide to do with it. We own the largest farm in all of the Hoenn region. You know, we were the first people to step foot on Moss Deep City a few generations ago, and we turned it into a booming farm. We feed at least half of the Hoenn region with the crops that come from our farm. And that's my fault. Ain't your fault, but it's going to be your problem real soon. When he says that, Jack, I'll let you be the sider of this. Can Abra and I like telepathically communicate with each other? Yes, however, I want Frederick and Jediah to roll history. Uh, give me one second here. Uh, that is an 18 plus nothing. Uh, that is a 16 total for me. Frederick and Jedi, you know that the Mazdeep City, or sorry, Mazdeep Island, was not discovered by Trigo's ancestor. Who, do we know who it was discovered by? Or do we just know that it wasn't? I guess what I'm asking is, is did his family do a Christopher Columbus on the people who were living on this island? You don't know that with an 18. Mm, okay. 
So Frederick would have this knowledge presumably because being on the Magma Federation side, uh, which I'm assuming tended to be a more liberal side of the war and would have had sympathy for people being pushed off their land as the people of the Magma Federation were. Can I roll insight to see if Trigo knows that his family didn't discover the island? With an eight, I'm going to go off of your first roll. I don't, I don't think you should need to make multiple. I'm going to say with an 18, no. That is an absolute load of shit. As Jedi says this, Narc Smegly burst through the doors and said, Master Trigo, lunch is served. And he begins to direct you all to the... Uh, he begins to direct you all into the dining region, which is just down the hall and to the left. Now, he rolled a very piss-poor perception. Uh, so he's looking at this and be like, Ah, I see, still playing Bandito. Well, I will wait in the eatery if you do not mind. And he bows again and walks out. We'll be out going out... That lunch is served would have been a great line for if he had had a great perception check and had a con on him and was trying to blow me and Jedediah away. <laughs> no, he rolled, he rolled a straight three. So I was like, you could have, oh. but, you, but that's the thing is you had the whole spectrum there for one line. <laughs> Did the work for me. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Wow. Um, I almost just shot an arc spegly for the rest of <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you literally uh, just—you literally just said, "I think we're gonna get along just fine." It would have been like that gif where the guy's crying. <laughs> where? What was happening? Where were we? I guess you guys are going to. I guess you, are you guys gonna go? Do, do you guys want to go eat? I think Frederick knows that Trigo won't shoot him, and even if he does, he doesn't really like. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Trigo, Frederick doesn't think Trigo has the guts, so he gets up and he's like, "I'm hungry." I um, think I will say, Frederick, down. I I need to finish what I was saying. I that was a weird interruption, but I remember. I I stopped by the door, but I, I put my gun away at this point. Trigo, you and your family didn't discover shit. You were not the first on that island. I have a bit of a history myself uh, being displaced by banks and rich people like you. And I've uh, met up with one or two other people with a similar history. They tell me that that's the exact thing that your family did to them and theirs. I would like to roll a constitution to see if I can hide the fact that I am now very surprised that my family did not discover the island. I would say, yeah, I guess that's constant. Wouldn't that be wisdom? Because you're taking, oh, it's almost like yeah, a mental it, effect. It would be yeah. wisdom. It'd be wisdom. I rolled a 13. I'm going to say that fails. Because you are getting hit with a literal brick shit house that your entire family history that you've been taught since a child that your father has sat on a porch and told you as you looked upon the fields and fields and fields of farmland, everything has been a lie. So I'm going to say that that does not pass. Oof. I like to think I just kind of start pacing, and I'm like, all right, well, it looks like you taught me something today. It looks like I need, might need to have a little chat with my dad when we get to Mauville City. 
maybe I can try to rectify something. That is true. He did say he would be in Wallowell City. All right. So I guess you guys are being kind of pushed into the eatery. You guys are given a fresh, hot meal. Uh, your Pokemon are also given something to eat in like a little food bowl at the sides. Oh, uh, as you. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to describe. As you walk in, you see large tapestries on the wall showing large, growing wheat fields stemming from the sides of the tapestries. You see massive marble pillars along the sides with a rich mahogany table in the middle as the table glistens with candlesticks and silverware and fine porcelain plates and teapots uh, and cups. You see three butlers all sitting along the side, or all standing alongside. Butlers don't sit, you know this. And they are delivering hot plates onto the table and allowing you the opportunity to sit as they pull their chairs out for you. Or your chairs out for you. Excuse me. I think as this is happening, I walk into the room and Narc's Alakazam is there. Yes. We just make eye contact. Kind of that we've been through this before. Kind of like what Abra and I do, just watch my uh, roll perception tri- on that. Trigo, roll a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, that was 15. Let me roll for the Alakazam. Trigo, every single thing that has been told to you has been wiped from your fa- from your memory. Every single thing you heard for the past couple of minutes is completely gone. Does that include the us holding him up? No, uh, he thinks that you guys were playing. He guys, he thinks you were playing. The only thing he has forgotten is that you said that his father was lying to him. It is completely gone. However, you two do not know this because this is something that happens psychically. Oh, uh, Frederick sits down and he starts eating. I mean, I think I uh, let out Penny and Teddy and start eating too. All right. So yes, Trio, you are still you, you're still able to do everything. You just forget that last part of the conversation. And Point I, of order. Oh, sorry. I was just say I kind of just nod at Alakazam, like because Alakazam, you know, being kind of like a guardian Pokemon, you know, my butler's mm-hmm. sidekick. He's seen, you know, the Factory family get held up, and they he knows the drill. He understands the assignment, so it's kind of just a nod of, like, all right, you got my back if shit goes wrong. Yeah, I just sit yes. down and start eating. And he sees, that, so he saw you were very distressed, and he went through your brain and did that. With that being said, uh, you guys have eaten. The sun is still pretty high in the sky. Like, you have not really spent, all, be, all being said, you have not spent a ton of time here. You've talked for a lot, but you have not spent a lot of time. You have two options, basically, I guess. Well, three, technically. You can stay and continue to look around the estate. However, like I said, the police are actively pursuing you. You can go meet Tyree Bigsby at Blizzard Gizzard Ranch, or you can just skip it and straight up try to get into Mall City, uh, yeah, Mall City, and meet uh, Mr. Fatteria. Frederick pulls Jedediah and Trigo into the study after, I guess, lunch. Did we have lunch? Yeah, you had lunch, and you got a short um, rest in it, too, so any um, hit points you might have lost gone, or from that Mighty Anna fight are back. Did, point of order, did Tyree give us the map for this, or will we get, be getting the map when we meet Tyree again? You will be getting the map when you meet Tyree again, and you can plot your 
thing in like I'd say I'd say that only takes like a couple of minutes. The Lizard Gizzard Ranch is actually pretty close. I would say it's only like a hour hike, so it's not very far away. The ranches, the manors are all kind of bunched together here. I pulled Jedediah and Trigo into the study again. Assuming we've eaten lunch, uh, I offer each of them a cigarette or uh, whatever cowboys smoke back then, cigars or cigarettes, I don't know. And I sit back at the desk again because I feel like that's where um, uh, Frederick would want to be, kind of because he's going to lay out how the thing is going to go. He looks at the two of them and he goes, gentlemen, I'm about to be incredibly vague about a plan. It is incredibly important that you twos are unaware of certain elements of my plan to steal this dojo, which I'm assuming we're still doing. Yeah, I assume yeah. so. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm here. I'm in. You two shall be posing as investors in the ranch or visitors to the ranch. Either way, you're, you're, you're coming into the ranch with pure intentions. I think it would be best of us to assume... Some kind of pseudonyms. Uh, I point at Trigo and I go, "How was the name uh, Rio suit you?" I can roll and, with it. And then I point at uh, Jedediah and I go, "Longworth, you like Longworth?" It'll do. Uh, and I will be Doc. Which is fun fact is the three men from the movie One Eyed Jack, which is a public domain uh, western movie featuring John Marlon Brando. And I believe John Wayne. This is giving me great. Uh, that's amazing. And this is also giving me great Tropic Thunder vibes with um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. saying, "I'm the dude playing a dude disguised as this another is, dude." dude. <laughs> yeah. That is a, what is happening right now. Um, so again, Trigo, your name is Rio. Jedediah, you are Longworth, and I will be Doc. Now. You two will be going in before I arrive. How are you with... Uh, I look at Trigo and I say, can you ride? Like, I'm assuming you ride the Dodrio, right? Yes. So you are basically a single person can sit on the Dodrio's back and kind of control it by the same way you would control a horse. It has a rein around its main head. And basically, you are able to control it similar to that of a horse. However, only one person can ride it. And there are also other mechanics, but we'll get to that later. Okay, well, we'll only need one rider. I point at Trigo and I go, how are you with riding a Dodrio? Grew up doing that. Excellent. I stick out my hand and I go to Jedediah and I ask your firearm, sir. I gotta give her up? Just for the moment. As long as uh, he's to stay with me, I, I uh, pat the Pokeballs on my belt. Oh, no, I literally mean, like, I'm going to give it right back to you. I just need it for a second. Oh, I'm in. All right, sure. Frederick checks the sights on Jedediah's gun. Do I need to roll anything to make sure they're aligned or? Ooh, great question. I'm going to say you have to roll. Um, let me think. Sorry. I'm going to add, a little, I'm gonna add a, little, a little cayenne pepper to this roll. I'm going to roll, and I'm going to text Jack the results of that roll. No one other than me and Jack will know the results of that roll to see 
if his sights are aligned. This will come to, as a payoff later. Also, I think you should be able to do this with advantage. Yes, because I had a military background, you would have advantage. What advantage is a D four, right? Oh, I do advantage. Just roll two D twenties. Take the higher roll. Oh no, inspiration. Sorry, inspiration is a reroll, which is also, I guess, basically two D twenties. Oh, all right. At least that's how they do it in Dungeons and Daddies, which is the bulk that I consume right now. Mm, all right. <laughs> Trying to get a little higher, but we'll see. John, I uh, I want you to know that while we were having a dinner, I rolled a die myself to decide whether or not Jedediah would bring up the conversation again. I considered being an asshole and just saying right after, being like, how does it feel to find out that your family is an absolute... <laughs> Um, but I don't, Frederick, I don't think would bring it up again. I, I just, I think he would move on. He's not one to linger. I feel like absolutely at some point in time, Jedediah will bring it up again. This is the question of when, not if. So Frederick hands Jedediah back his, um, his gun. And he says, I will arrive last. You two will go ahead posing as... What do we want to do? Visitors, investors? What? What's the deal? Uh, basically, I need you to, I need you to talk to the owner of the ranch. I have an idea. So this ranch wasn't here the last time I came to the cottage. I want to introduce myself as a friendly neighbor, and maybe you know give him some tips on you know, farming and, keep, you know, stuff like that. Offer some assistance. You know to enough about that to uh, seem real? Honestly, probably not, but I can just use my family's name, hopefully, to win this guy over. Family name. What's one thing you do have, Trigo? I know I have money. So wouldn't it make more sense to be an investor? I could be both. I don't but know. One of those can. would involve charisma checks to determine if you knew about farming and the other we know you have gentlemen i uh don't know if i brought this up before but i did grow up on a farm okay so why don't we have a friendly neighbor and an investor someone who knows about farming and someone who has the capital to invest in the ranch i will arrive last two of us arriving at the same point Unless we have the same purpose. Might be better if you arrive separate then. Say Jedediah first, then Trigo, then myself. I'm down for that. All right. Very All good. Right. Now, the important part of the plan here is I'm going to cause a distraction. I can't describe to you the nature of that distraction because it's important for you to both be genuinely surprised. That way we can avoid any nasty, as I call them, charisma checks to see if you're good at faking things. Um, because you will be genuinely surprised. When I start causing the distraction, Trio, you make your move and you steal the Dodrio. Got it. What's my role then? You'll know your role when it comes. Just remember, 
I don't have a fun thing to say for you to. <laughs> um, Frederick in character says that, by the way. So he puts his yeah. hand on Jedi's shoulder and says, I don't have anything funny for this. Yeah, I didn't come up with a quip for this moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And Let's get he... to it. All right, we can go today or we can go tomorrow. It doesn't matter, Frederick. No time like the present. Agreed. All right. You'll get uh, there about one o'clock, basically. Can I ask the kitchen staff for a cast iron pan again? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Okay. Do y'all have a cast iron pan? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, one second. Let me go fetch the uh, fetch the cooking staff, and he disappears into the kitchen. Uh, and he uh, arrives, but he's pushing kind of like this very meek, very shy, very timid, blonde-haired. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, woman in into the mix, and he's just like, please uh, present it. And this very, like, meek maid just, like, gets on one knee and, like, holds it up. And it's a very regular, very, very straight standard cast iron pan. Excellent. Frederick says, thank you, ma'am. And he takes the cast iron pan. And I I want an important note to be made that he leaves his jacket in the study. Because I think it's important that he remain completely anonymous. So he can't have any indicators. So... For the first time in a long time, he leaves his jacket at a place. Roll me... Ooh, oh, I was actually hoping this would happen, because I know for a fact that you are very attached to that as a character. Yeah. So, I am going to add a consequence. I want you to roll me a wisdom check. Okay. An eight. God damn it, an my eight. rolls are... Okay. Once on one roll, you are going to have disadvantage on the roll, just period, because you do not feel comfortable. Like, you are very attached to that. So, by removing it, you are incredibly uncomfortable. So, I'm going to penalize you only one roll of my choosing, or I will say re roll that. Okay. Uh, I think Frederick kind of steals a coat that's like hanging around the the cottage. It's like roughly his, or I guess I asked Trigo to give me another coat. Like, hey, can I borrow a coat of equal or lesser value? <laughs> Let me go get one for you. What color do you want? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll get you black. And then you hear uh, me, you like hear me run upstairs. He opens his closet and it's just a row after a row of the identical jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's very weird for uh, Frederick to say of equal or lesser value. I, yeah, that is true. It's all but, about making that money, baby. Yeah, he's giving this back though. He doesn't want another one. He's got. Yeah, one. I don't really. I I wouldn't. I mean, nobody really buys jackets. I guess maybe in like the Wild West they did, but I mean, who's gonna buy a jacket off a guy on the street? A random man selling a jacket. Yeah, and I have my jacket that I like, so I don't really want this one. Okay, so with the black jacket, we head out to the Lizard Gizzard Ranch. Alright, so you begin to follow the path to the Lizard Gizzard Ranch. Now, as you are on the trail, you notice that there is a large hill that crests over the horizon, and you see, uh, not exactly at the top of the hill, but almost like just beneath it to stay out of sight line, a small wagon with a dojery, uh, sorry, a dodo sitting there, kind of like picking at the ground a little bit. Do you want to go straight to the ranch, or do you want to talk to Tyree first? I think we should talk to Tyree, right? Uh, Sure, yeah. We we could talk to him. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, Tyree, Tyree, Tyree. Oh, I know this. 
All right. So, so I'm gonna as you from, go, from hell. I gotta get my character. I gotta get in character. All right. So as you guys approach, Tyree pops out for back, and he's like, "Ah, hello, Tyree Bigsby. I am back. Welcome." Uh, so as you see, that is Lizard Gizzard Ranch, and he. As you guys walk up to kind of greet him, you kind of look over the hill's horizon, and you see a moderately sized, not super huge, ranch. You see eight rows of multicolored peppers that stretch all the way from one end to the other end of the property. At the other end, you see a moderately sized ranch house with a tin roof, very kind of well done siding, moderately sized though, about like, you know, probably a three bedroom, two bathroom house. You see a large barn, and you see a very fat, very tired Charizard sitting on a roost right near the barn. A fat Charizard? A very, very fat Charizard. The funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and he, he can't fly, I'm assuming. He can. But I, I mean, you'll see. I would like to see him try. Full disclosure, do not, do not look up fat Charizard. <laughs> Do, do not put that in Google and do that to yourself. I am sexual thing. It is incredibly. I am in pain. I hate this. <laughs> I, I hate this. I kind of feel like I have to. <laughs> no, viewer, don't. My computer's on fire. What? What is this? Oh, that's going on the Twitter. <laughs> I hate this. Okay. I haven't done anything to work on. That was the time where we plugged the Twitter at a fistful of Pokeballs. Or what is it? It's it's, it's going to be a fistful of Pokeballs. I need to change it's it. At so. a fistful of Pokeballs on www. Or sorry, http forward slash twitter. com. And we are on https, not yes, http. Https www. Which stands for World Wide Web. Twitter. Com. Uh, I have a question, Frederick. Do you spell the dot out? Yes. Okay, yes. thank you. It's so it's www.dot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, yes, this is the site that you drink in. How do your characters react to this? Where is the... Can we see the Dodrio, like, pen from here? No, you cannot. Hmm. That, then, I think... He turns to Frederick, turns to Trigo and says, Now, when you go in there, I need you to be investing in his Dodrios specifically so that you can get close to that pen. I can do that. Tyree kind of like, kind of like struts up in between you guys and is like, Instinctively, uh, Frederick pulls his gun. <laughs> Roll dexterity. Uh, come on, hot dice, hot dice. That 20. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna roll for the Dodrio, just uh the not Dodrio, the Dodo, see if anything happens. Okay, so the Dodo tries to take your gun as he is instinctively trained to basically peck the gun out of someone's hand and take it. And you basically like put another the other hand up and like catch its beak like right in your fist. Nice. So he is like and Tyree's like, now I will tell you, I've tried multiple times to reason to Mr. Masterson, but he is very insistent on keeping that Dodrio. Uh, it is going to be a rough sell. Oh, there, there won't be any selling, sir. We intend to take the Dodrio. Now, if you need to know, I know this. And he lays out the map for you, basically, that I think you've seen by now, or if not, you have your plan. Now, as you can see, 
barn number one is right here, and behind it is a processing plant slash greenhouse. Uh, this is where they crossbreed the many different peppers. Now, each pepper is special. You need to know what these do if you are going to succeed. The red pepper, as you can see on the far end, that grants a breath attack. The blue peppers is the jump spell from is the jump spell from D and D gives you a triple jump distance on a cast. The green peppers uh, cause you to sweat profusely. The purple peppers cause you to hallucinate, and the white peppers create a blinding light and cause you to glow. And full disclosure, audience, I have outsourced my item crafting skills to children. That white pepper was given to you from one of my students who was very interested in the idea and wanted to help out how he could. So when I said I'm struggling to come up with ideas, he gave me peppers that create the blinding glow. Uh, the rest were mine, but those were his. That's pretty cool. I really like that. Thank you, one of Jack's children. When you say it like that, now... Oh, sorry, I'm back at Tyree. Now... When Pokemon eat them, it has no effect and it tastes sweet to them. When people eat them, it has an effect. So, are these kind of like Pokemon food and they have the effects to deter people from eating them? That is correct. We stopped eating them a while ago because, as you can tell, they cause severe chaos. They are being mass-produced to be ground up to be Pokemon food. Interesting. Okay. I might legitimately invest in this or tell my dad to. All right. Well, so that's I all Tyree know, really has. in business for uh, too long after we're done. So that's all Tyree really has for you. Now, uh, he's going to say, now, the greenhouse where they crossbreed all these, you have the barn over there where I believe the Dotrio is. I am not unfortunately allowed on the property anymore because I was kicked out of it. Oh. Oh, oh, you fool, Ryan. For anyone listening, Ryan just typed something in the Discord that we're in, and that was Jack's reaction to that. Ryan said, dog has to pee, LBRB, peppers don't matter, we got this. I had, he had to pee. I, I can't uh, be blamed. Oh no, for... you're fine, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, he grows his own peppers. I don't need to hear it. No, I'm not kidding, I don't need to hear <laughs> Okay, uh, so in character, Frederick is just spacing out entirely, but you come it, back it, when you hear... You, it's just like that like Charlie Brown Peanuts theme that's just like playing... <laughs> okay, so actually, in character, while Tyree is talking, all Frederick hears is and then chimes in back when he hears the Dodrio is locked in the barn. Now, Rio, the most important thing is that you get close to close enough to the Dodrio, but remain in sight of that main path that leads to the ranch house. I can do that. Excellent. Now, uh, I guess. Uh, sorry. Way... Oh, sorry. Uh, no, that's my bad. But I figured I should at least describe the map since you guys are seeing it to the listener. At the left corner of the property is all of the rows of like. Uh, peppers that are grown and right before the property ends there's a ranch house that is basically catty cornered into the corner that i described earlier the barn and greenhouse slash slash processing plant is making kind of like a big l 
in the top right corner of the property lot, and the Charizard roost is by the entrance. And at the entrance, you see a large gate that opens up with a Charizard detail, kind of, where it says lizard, gizzard, and then a Charizard sticking out, breathing fire, paints it on it, ranch. Sorry, please continue. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to plan. Uh, you will know when I need you. All right. So I guess I just go in half cock then. Or sorry, excuse me, Longworth. Longworth, you will know when I need you. I Thank you for using my uh, appropriate name, sir. Yes. Now, Rio, you're up first, so get in there. I slap Rio's butt. So, after I get that slap on the ass, I just turn and look at him. Like, turn and look at Doc. I'm like, that was unnecessary. But I don't say anything, I keep walking. So, I start walking up to the ranch house. Just kind of walking up, sauntering up. You know, Abra's not out. Gun's not, you know, visible. And I go up and see if I can just knock on the ranch house. I'm not trying to be stealthy or anything. So, you are walking up the trail that is curving around the peppers. And as you are walking by, the Charizard kind of, like, looks at you, breathes a little bit of fire uh, out of its nose, kind of, like, puffing at you. And before you can really pass the barn, you hear the barn doors open. You are a little bit far past. However, Jediah and Frederick roll perception. Got a two. Nine plus perception. Uh, just a ten. Ooh, that's not going to do it. You guys only see that it is just a regular barn on the inside. However, Trio, you can't unfortunately see it. And the owner comes out and closes. And he starts to approach you. As he approaches you, he puts his hand and says, Well, I wasn't expecting any visitors at this point. Jameson Masterson, nice to meet you. Owner of the Lizard Gizzard Ranch. Good afternoon, I'm Rio. Uh, I couldn't help but notice this new ranch and some of the peppers, and I was going to inquire about them and maybe make an investment. <clears throat> yes, now listen. The Mastersons have ran Lizard Gizzard Ranch since far before little Pouty over there, and he kind of glances at the Charizard. Gain so much <clears throat> mass. Uh, however, we can talk about a partnership if that is what exuberates your idea of a ownership. That's fine with me. Well, come right this way. He is going to start walking. He is not going to bother. He is going to start walking down the trail past the peppers, and he's going to kind of walk you through the pepper ranch and basically be like, as you can see, the Lizard-Gizzard Ranch boasts a large assortment of various colors. Uh, as you can see, they all are very, very powerful. Pokemon devour them. People, not so much. Um, I, I Just as a point of order, I think at this point, Frederick would send aside to Jedediah and, and would probably send Jedediah in at this point. I was actually just thinking I should uh, start walking up toward the... Uh, yeah, yeah, or at least start walking. So just, uh, he's, he's inbound. You don't have to interrupt what you're doing, but Jedediah is definitely coming towards you. Trigo, as you are still walking through the fields, Jameson Masterson is like, now, we can talk about what you would want. Uh, however, a portion of Lizard Gizzard Ranch is going to be at least 250 gold, period. I would be willing to go to a partnership. Partnership is fine with me. I just, I saw these colorful peppers, want to know more about them before I invest to make sure that this is a good idea. I think at this point, Jedediah has uh, reached essentially the front gate and is like right next to the Charizard roost. He says, hello, the camp. 
So the Charizard that is on the roost. Now this is again a fat Charizard. It is not a Charizard. It's its prime is long past it. It is going to do a cry, and Masterson is going to kind of look over and see. It's like ah, I was not expecting so many visitors today. Oh, pleased to meet you, Jameson Masterson. How may I help you? And he is going to start kind of walking over at your service. Longworth. Well, that is a fancy name. Now, where part of this region you from? I uh. Actually, own a small patch of land up the road myself. I've been uh, out of town. Went to the big city trying to sell some produce. Roll a charisma check for me. Okay, what is my charisma mod? Uh, that's an eight. Well, I've never heard of them selling any land up part of town. That's where old Jesse lives. I assure you, the uh, Guilford family farm has uh, a long history. Well, uh, perhaps I can come up and see you later. Uh, now, I was talking about a lucrative partnership with Mr. Rio over here. Is there anything specific that you are here to discuss? Oh, not so much specific. I was just hoping to uh, meet a new neighbor. Like I said, it's uh, been about a week or so since I was anywhere on this side of my... Uh, property and wanted to introduce myself uh well uh mr rio is there any uh other idea that we can come across here is there any other time where we can do this or would you like to actually uh wait on up in my ranch house where we can discuss the finer details of our partnership hmm i'm in no rush right now do you mind if i take a glance at these peppers uh, yes, yes. I guess, uh, hmm. Now, I do not want to, uh, expose the, uh, secret here, but I do not want to be rude to Mr. Longworth. That would not be appropriate and forthcoming of me. However, I believe that I can show you our greenhouse and processing plant, if that is what you wish to see. I can do anything. All right, then. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Longworth, how about you make your way to my ranch house? I have, I should have a uh, nice little porch for us to sit on where we can discuss uh, the ins and outs of the neighborhood, and uh, I can show my future business partner, Mr. Rio, right here our uh, greenhouse. Oh, certainly, my good man. I'll uh, just go up and have myself a sit for a spell. So, Actually, wait. Uh, ooh, you yes. mind at all if I uh, went into the kitchen, tried to make myself a spot of coffee? Well, I don't see why not. Ro- Actually, roll persuasion on that one okay that's fair asking a guy to come into this house and uh cook up a pot oh no that's a nat one he is going to look sternly at you say "Mm, you stay out of my kitchen tell you what bessie and he kind of does a whistle and the charizard's like kind of like crooks over the roost keep an eye on this one real quick no, no hard feelings, just a formality. You can't allow a stranger into a man's house unsupervised. I suppose I, uh, I understand that. I apologize for, uh, coming off untoward. Oh, it's alright. We're our neighbors after all. I'm sure once we get to know each other, I'll be coming through your shepherd... <laughs> or shepherd. I'll be coming <laughs> through your cupboards for a packet of sugar sooner or later. So, you, he's Point going order to... Is- Jedediah going into the ranch house? or is he, No, he is he, sitting there. The, 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 the okay, one is going to mean that he is just like, hey, you sit there and wait. I will discuss this with my business partner and I will get to you. Okay, so with the Charizard's attention on Jedediah, 
I think Frederick has approached the fence. Is okay. It, is is he waiting for? Is like the procedure to get in the lizard gizzard ranch? Him waiting for, um, for uh, Masterson to come and greet him, or can he just walk in and try to find Masterson? So I'm gonna say since the roost is very close to the entrance, the dotted sorry listener that you don't know this, but the dotted trail is leading to the entrance, and since the roost is right there, and that is only like I'm gonna say like. 40 feet max. He is able to see you at the entrance. Now, this is not like an impervious Fort Knox iron wall. It is a simple fence, a simple wooden fence that stretches around the entire thing. So it is very easy to go around. <clears throat> However, um, since you brought up that you are on the way to Lizard Gizzard Ranch, I'm going to put Trigo basically, uh, sorry, I'm going to put Jedediah basically in between the roost and the fields, but not past the barn. So basically, he is not near the barn and the dra uh, dragon. The Charizard is basically looking at him when he is basically near the entrance. So okay. is long sorry, is Masterson coming to see me or is he staying with Trigo, i.e. Rio at the giving him the tour? He is going to the greenhouse which is behind the barn. Okay, so he doesn't see me yet. He doesn't see you, and if you get, but if you go through the entrance, you are going to need to pass a very good perception check to get past the Charizard. Or you go around, which is going to take a longer turn. You're going to go around and basically try to get to the loading dock, which is at the back of the barn and greenhouse. I assume um, uh, I should just say because there are two ways into this barn: it's either the loading dock or the barn or the greenhouse. Would would there be a way to get the? Would there be a way to alert Masterson that to my presence? I, I want him to know I'm there. If you go through the front, the Charizard will know. However, uh, even though he is a fat Charizard, it is still a Charizard. Uh, yeah, so am I gonna it get, is. Am I going to get torched if I go through there, or am I going to, or is he just going to scream and let Masterson know I've come to the door? Uh, hmm. He will probably scream but if you try to get too close he will probably attack and there's also then, the chance that masterson will just ignore it basically he will warn you once you get towards where uh sorry jedi is and if you go past that he will be aggressive um uh i'm gonna wait for masterson to come back out so that i can get his attention as i come through the door okay so as you guys, uh, sorry, so you are waiting, you're holding your time. Jedi is kind of frozen underneath this Charizard, basically. I thought I was literal. walking to the ranch house. No, because you crit failed your persuasion, and he told you just sit right there, and he'll come out oh, and okay. basically address you. But he is taking Trigo into the greenhouse slash processing plant, where you guys are basically going to see all of the stuff behind the scenes that he doesn't want the regular public to know. Okay, now give us a 20-minute dissertation on these peppers, please. I already gave that, sir. Just a tight, a tight 15-minute uh, uh, educational tour of this greenhouse, please. Right now, please. <laughs> all right, all right. So <laughs> No, I don't want that. <laughs> the listener doesn't want that. How dare you, sir? Uh, now, as you could see, Mr. Rio, these are the Capicium branch of the tree family in that genus. Uh, now, they grow in multiple varieties. However, the main isolated forms that we have here are the type that you see. We are trying very hard to make what I am calling, and he kind of like leans in and gets really kind of close and kind of like pulls your coat to like get you in. The yellow. 
I get like all excited. I'm like, what's that? It is still a work. I am trying very hard to crossbreed the white pepper with the red pepper and create and he leans in again. Yellow pepper. But to this we have no avail. I have created a mix of the white and red, and he kind of like shows you this strand of them that are both red and white, almost like a candy cane stripe, but nothing really has been fruitful yet. So what do you think you need to be able to successfully make one of these? Ain't nothing I need but time. Maybe a few experts. Just time. Hmm. You think that we've had five different peppers all this time? Mm, Our ranch is quite innovative. Hmm. What kind of innovations do you have right now? Well, I'm actually working on a side venture, and he begins to kind of walk through the processing plant and leans into the loading dock, where you basically see it is a grinder that grinds up the peppers and puts it into bags where you basically produce poke food of a kind. And then it kind of like notions you into this barn. As you enter the barn, you see that there are a few Tauroses pent up, there are a few Ponytop pent up, and then you see Dofar, a large Dodrio that is basically sitting right at the kind of, not really the base, but at the, uh, uh, what do I say? Kind of like in the center sandwich between, but with a large display behind it that is closed behind a curtain. And he kind of motions to Dofar and he's like, this right here is the legend on two legs, the fastest bird alive, Dofara. Have you heard the tale, Mr. Rio? I have not heard the tale. Dofara went eight consecutive while wild prixes. He was the fastest bird on two legs. However, his owner tragically took his own life. What the cause was, we still don't know. What caused him to do so? Time will tell, hopefully. But till then, Dofar was considered a curse. Every rider after him either died or perished in some horrible way while riding him. So, do I ride him? No. But... He is definitely a memorable keepsake, and it'd be a shame to let such a vibrant champion wither away somewhere else. You know, I have some experience riding Dodrio. Do you now? Yeah, I used to ride them out in Lily Cove City. Lily Cove? What the hell? I have not been to those parts of the region. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Been a while since I've been out there. Kind of been traveling the lands looking for investment opportunities. Roll deception. Eight. Surely you must be mistaken, Mr. Rio. I have never heard of such Dodrio races out in Lily Cove. I've heard of them in Mawile. Hell, I've even heard of them in Rustboro. Lily Cove is new to me. We never race them out there. We use them as modes of transportation. I see, I see. Well, now, and it kind of motions you to continue through the barn with him and out the way you saw him come out, basically. So, actually, quick question. When you had me roll that D100 and I rolled a 78, you said 78,000? Did you mean Yes, you are correct. I gave you, it, in all honesty, I gave you way too much. Okay. Can I retcon? Is it possible for me to retcon and make that... So, you rolled a 72. Can I retcon and make that 25,000 since I gave you... Yeah, 25,000 is good. Yeah, or 2,500, actually, but would be better. But you know what? Screw it. I got I got other ideas. So yeah, so we will... Sorry, listener. I know you are very... Kind of like... nickel and diming thousands of dollars? <laughs> <laughs> if, 
if your character could hear this, he would be fuming. That's your, true. That's true. If your character could hear his god talking right now, his god oh my negotiating god. his current level of wealth with a rich man. Oh my god. Oh my god. So that's going to leave you with forty three thousand dollars again. Rich characters are inherently flawed. Yes. That, that that leads me to where I'm going with this. So as we're walking out of the barn, put my arm around Mr. Masterson, and I say, hey, I'm willing to invest with you. However, I'm not fully sold on 250 but I think I have a deal for you. I'm not asking for any like large partnership. How does 125 gold sound plus maybe like a bell sprout or a gloom to help you with fruiting your peppers well uh mr rio we have not actually addressed this are you gonna be on the ranch or are you gonna be in the back ranch because i gotta say i appreciate the financial support however i think i prefer the uh financial support over the hands-on approach the masterson family has kept this in our hands for very long i don't think we would appreciate outsiders such as yourself no offense you understand as a as a man yourself of a prestigious line that you know you like to keep it in the family hey no i get that look i know sometimes all people need is a little little kickstart whether it be pokemon financials as long as the process works i don't need to be here to see it i might stop in every now and then just to see how you're doing but other than that, you won't see me here very often. Alright, roll Charisma real quick for me. Can, Jed, can I see a trio? Through the barn. So, you are to the right side, basically. Oh no, you are by the entrance, correct? Correct, correct. So, I haven't he, officially come inside the ranch. Yes, so he is going to open the doors, as I said, and motion Mr. Rio out, basically. And... This is why I want to roll a persuasion check, because if you fail, you're going to be basically go along with him. If you succeed, you will basically be fine, I guess. You will basically be able to kind of, not Bugs Bunny him, but just kind of fool him into hanging out. Um, If that was a persuasion for me, I rolled a 13 then. Do you have inspiration? No. And is that with your modifier? That's with my modifier. I have a plus Ooh. three to persuasion. Because I was going to put that as a 15, because he is trying to get to his now two guests so he is going to be like now if you come along and he's going to kind of motion you and you are going to be not charmed by him in the way D defines it but basically like kind of like you're going along with him and he is now going to see frederick out and he's going to be like my stars three visitors at once this is by far more than i had last year how may i help you mr masterson's you just call me mr masterson's no he's saying Bye, oh mr. he's saying his name is mr masterson's okay yes Hello, uh, sir, my name is Doc, and I have reason to believe that you m might be harboring a criminal. Criminal? In my ranch? Well, these are the only three that have actually approached. The man by the name of Longworth swing by here? And he, he kind of looks over at Jedi's character, and is like, well, that's Mr. Longworth right there, and the Charizard hearing this is going to beat its wings and kind of like crook its head, staring at Jedi. Um, Can I, uh, point of order, say, uh, I would like to believe that Jedediah, being the, uh, sort of outdoorsy one, 
was trying to be friendly to this Charizard the whole time. I'd like to make an animal handling to see if I'm friends. Roll a d20. That is a nine. Oh, no, I am so sorry. You are, like, picking flowers for this guy, and he's just shooting embers, burning them into a crisp. You're great <laughs> okay, with but... woodland creatures, but with this boy, you have nothing. For uh, the Charizard can get to him, Frederick hops the fence and says, Step aside, Mr. Masterson. And he goes, Longworth, I'm a-calling you out. And he, like, unhooks, unhooks his pistol. Frederick and... pulling a gun. What are the odds? Yeah, what... <laughs> it's it's almost like breathing at this point. And he kind of squares up in the middle of the road. While this is going on, can I like kind of just start creeping backwards towards the barn? Or he closed the door. Excellent. Roll okay. a stealth check. Roll a stealth check. <laughs> it's advantage because there's a gun. I'll give you advantage. I'll give you the Charizard is now beaming at thank you, thank you Jedi, especially with the failure and they are not going to see Trigo first advantage to a, see if you make a noise first one was a 16 minus 1 so 15 oh thank god for advantage I got a 7 for my second roll okay so yes uh, no one's going to hear you you are silently like kind of creeping back into the bar now I am going to see how this plays out because I am fascinated in this and then I will give you basically 5 minutes alone time in the barn with Dofara. Alright, I said I'm calling you out. Long, I mean, I am gonna unhook my gun, and I guess as I sort of have it, not like fully raised, but like a sort of shoot from the hip type style, I just sort of raise my eyebrow and cock my head towards Masterson. Oh, um, Masterson. I actually, actually, probably, he should probably react. It's like, mm, I knew something was wrong. What did this? What did this degenerate accused of? Longworth is accused of what's? There's a word for it where it's like, like crop robbing, but it's like there's a fancy word for it. So, in, insert. I think it's like. I don't know, man. Uh, he shoots. Like, you're talking about a, a plant version of cattle rustling? Yeah, like Grand Theft crops. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like cattle roll, rustling, but with, with roll a persuasion check with with, some, with disadvantage. I didn't think that. Why would you ask? <laughs> Uh, an 18 and a 19, so suck oh, a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, crop rustling. Well, I've heard of cattle rustling. I ain't heard of no crop rustling before. Sounds like a, he was just trying to get to my ranch house. I know, and he was inspecting your peppers. You're lucky I was here, sir. Now step All right. aside. All right, and, as this uh, is playing out, I, that's, that is enough. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trigo, you are alone in the barn. I'm assuming you are going up to Dofara. Now, you get a closer look at the, the case. I want you to roll perception for me. You said perception? Yes. Oof, not one. Not one. There is a, well, all right, so there's a Dodrio there. There is hay underneath him. There is a door behind him. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release Abra first. Okay. And then with Abra, I'm going to tell her, hey, we need to teleport this bird out of here so I can ride it out. 
Abra is just going to look at the bird and it's kind of going to do like the thing where it doesn't, it's not looking at the Dodrio and it's going to turn around at the feet and its head is going to track all the way up the Dodrio and it's going to turn back around to you very confused. Oh, I take that as you're not able to do that. It's a higher DC. I mean, it's possible. Hmm. You know, with Abra, you know, giving me that reaction, I'm just going to sit there and look at her and say, you know what? You know, I don't think I don't think we can do that. Help me break this bird out so I can ride it ride it out of here. Alright, so like I said, there's hay on the bottom, there is a gate, and there's a door. Um I just try to open the gate, I don't even look for a lock, I just try to open it. The gate's unlocked, it's fine. So you're in the pen with it, I assume. Roll me an animal animal handling check. Uh what stat block would that be? Pretty sure wisdom. Oh, I got a plus one of that. Efficient. 19 holy shit 19 so the dodrios the dodrios head bows to you basically and as you put like your hand on his head it kind of like pet it and the other two start like pecking at the one head so it's like whoa whoa pay attention to us so you start petting both the other heads while the other one is just kind of like resting at your feet it is very docile to you does it have its reins on it or no no are they should i roll perception to see if they're nearby uh, yes. Six. There is hay, a gate, and a door. <laughs> I just, you know, I kind of like to think I kind of stand, you know, at the, like, the middle head, put my, almost, like, my arms around the other two, you know, try to show them some love, and okay. just kind of almost, like, start leading it out the door. It is going to roll another animal handling check. I know it's very docile to you, but it, it is still, like, it probably is going to stay there until it has, like, a saddle and stuff on it. Thirteen. It is going to kind of, like, buck a little bit around. Like, kind of, like, its knees are going to kind of buckle. It is very insecure. And it is out of the pen, but it is going to be riding it. It's going to have disadvantage. If you like to check around the pen, you can see if there's anything there. I think I'm going to do that, and I'm going to tell Abra, hey, help me find a saddle for this. Okay, so Abra's going to kind of hover around. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I'll roll for the Abra. You tell me what you do, I guess. I'm just going to take, a, I guess, a broader glance around the barn, or I guess the room to see if I can see a saddle. I guess that's another perception check. Yeah. 13 again. 13 again. Okay. I'm going to lower the DC since you're looking at multiple times. The door in Dofar's pen is not like a door outside. It's more of a cupboard. And it has a bunch of things that, or it is not deep or shallow. It just has a bunch of stuff. I start looking through that then. Okay, so as you open, it is two double double doors. And as you open up, you see a large kind of display case being shown. There are newspaper clippings of Dofar's victories. There's another newspaper clipping of the death of Dofar's owner with a pin in it. And on that pin, there's a red thread that goes to multiple faces that you do not know yet. There are multiple trophies and awards that are listed there. There are race stubs from past memorabilia that has been bought. And there are a pair of boots as well as a saddle for you. Like actual cowboy boots with spurs. I definitely grab the saddle. I make note of all the faces, but I'm in a rush. I'm not going to remember all of them, but just kind of make a note that like, something might be up with this. Roll me an arcana check. 11. 11. 
Okay, so this is a pretty basic enchantment, so I'll say you know this. The boots are enchanted. The saddle is a regular saddle, but the boots are known as the Spurs of Speed. They do nothing for you. However, when you prick any animal that you are riding with the Spurs of Speed, they gain double movement speed. It can only be done once per uh sorry it can only be done once per encounter or every until a short rest oh man that is incredibly useful it's almost like the dm planned this almost begging to be heisted almost begging well i guess i take them then so you have now a saddle the spurs of speed and the dofar in your presence so we leave Trigo then with the Spurs of Speed, the Saddle, and Dofar, very domesticated to him, very friendly. We cut back to Jediah and Frederick having a bow standoff in from Mr. Masterson as his Charizard, his fat Charizard, watches on very carefully. Frederick approaches Longworth, i.e. Jedediah, and says, we start back to back, 20 paces points at a spot in the in the dirt, like on the main drag, and stands there waiting for Jedediah to come meet him. I oblige. I come over and meet him there. So while we're while he's getting close to me, I whisper to him, a cast iron pan tucked under my shirt. If you shoot me, I will be okay. You need to shoot me and then run like hell. And cause a big distraction so that Trigo can ride out the other way and they'll leave my corpse and I'll just run away. I think uh, so, at this point I don't react and I just start uh, taking the paces. Yeah, then uh, Jedediah starts taking, or sorry, Frederick starts taking the paces. Masterson is like chewing every single fingernail he has while watching this, like in sheer excitement. The Charizard is just kind of like nodding slowly, like. This this is how this should have ended. This is how we. This is how this exchange should be. Yes. yes. This, this is, is how every way. exchange should be. Now that I think about it, Frederick takes the twenty paces and he calls back all of his wartime memories of things, men he's killed, of instincts he has to draw his gun at any at any instinct at any instant. He reaches those twenty paces. As he turns to whip the gun at Longworth, i.e. Jedediah, you see a life and a fire in his eyes, of which you've never seen before, of dangling the knife on that edge of life and death, with the delicacy that only a man who's done this hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of times, he squeezes the trigger. Jedediah... After taking the paces, he uh, breathes deeply, turns around, about face, with uh, a hitch in his breath, a uh, scared young man at heart, one who has never done this before, but knows what his role is and has agreed to play it. He uh, turns around, sights his gun in a split second, and pulls the trigger.
thank you for listening to A Fistful of Pokeballs. Jack was our DM, JFK played Trigo, Lucas played Jedediah, and I, Ryan, played Frederick. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Twitter. We'd love to hear your guys' new opinions on the new Dungeons & Dragons licensing and how that's affecting everything. Um, thanks for the long wait, and I know it's been a it's been a grip. I hope you guys have had a good holiday, and we're ready to get back into the swing of things. So, bye. We'll see you next time.